Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another exciting, tantalizing, and downright risque episode of the We Don't Know Sports Podcast. I'm sitting here with Mr. Brown. We just got done eating some, I don't know, I had like a, a Greek pita thing, and you had some, what kind of wings? Agent Orange. Agent Orange. That sounds Zesty, dangerous. but not too overpowering. Great flavor. That's right. Makes you sweat a little, but it's not enough to where you're going to regret it the next day. <laughs> well, the main reason why we went to uh, our beloved location here in West Virginia, referred to as many as Cold Spot or The Cold Spot, they had $5 growlers. And we decided to fill a couple growlers up and brought them back. And I think we have some kind of tangerine beer and you got something. Yeah, I got fat tire. Oh, you can't go wrong with fat tire. But you can get any uh, beer of your choice that they have on draft for $5 on the happy hour. Any, no matter what the type of uh, draft you want. That's, um, I don't know if that's a good business practice or not. We appreciate it. But thank you for the kind uh, generosity with your promotions. It meant a lot to us. But we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. And, you know, it can be kind of a dead period as far as sports go. I know you and me are anxiously, desperately, and just so overweighting on baseball season to start. Yeah, the meme I posted this week on the page, it explains exactly how I feel. I mean, it's it's rough. This is this has been the worst year for me waiting on baseball to come back. I don't know why. I think it's because the offseason last year at least was kind of exciting. I know why. You know why, too. No, don't even bring that up. No, I'm going to bring it no, up. No, don't bring it up, damn it. No, we are not the Browns. The Reds are going to be the Browns this year of Major League Baseball. Only Matt, Va- Matt Vaskurgeon said that. I've seen other prognostications who said we'd be lucky to win 80 games. Well, I'm glad that you're going to get out of the maybe the 60, late or high 60s, low 70s range. <laughs> At least maybe get in the 80s. It That'd might, be great. It might be worth your while to that, go to the that's game. That's only a three-hour drive for us. And like I told you, it's good if Cincinnati is doing well because it gives us something to go do. Well, there's not a, a ton. Quick trip. All right, I'm moving on because there's not a ton right, of baseball sorry. news to talk about you right now. You know how I get going. We, we are watching the Arenado trade rumors circulate still and some other things happening. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll kind of skip talking baseball most of the show today. We're going to talk a lot of football, obviously, because we got the NFL playoffs, the national championship in college football is coming up. Uh, we got some – Great stuff there. We asked a bucket list question to our fans out there about, uh, you know, where is the one sporting venue you'd like to go? So can't wait to dive into that. Uh, We got a little bit of NBA, and then, you know, you can't forget about the XFL. It's it's out there in the news. So I don't know if anybody cares about that or not, but we'll at least mention it. But later in the show, we will have Joe Madden join us. And I, I hate to disappoint some people. It's not Joe Madden, the manager, but maybe just as cool and maybe more popular. I don't know. Joe Madden is a sports picker, handicapper extraordinaire based out on the West Coast. And she's uh, built quite a little enterprise for herself out there on social media. And we can't wait to talk to her. But before we get into all that, let's start off and talk a little bit of NBA. So last week, you know, we we went a little bit into who we thought like the good teams were, how we think th- how we think things are going to play out, uh, more or less. And and let's be honest, the regular season of the NBA isn't that exciting, but we do have some kind of interesting things that have transpired, you know, here recently. And you know, one is AD's hurt. Joel Embiid, did you see his injury? I didn't see that. What happened with him? You didn't see Embiid's fingers like dangling off his hand. Oh, I think that's what they were talking about. You didn't see it, though. No, I saw oh. I saw a picture that was crooked. I thought it was something old. No, man, that just happened. That was gnarly, too. That was oh. like uh, like Steve Berline back in the Broncos. I remember when he almost had his finger ripped off. That's what it looked like. But you have, you know, two, you know, big, you know, low post guys that are kind of banged up right now. But I guess AD might not be long term, but, you know, seem serious. We'll, we'll get the load management, I'm sure, over the next uh, few few games, at least. But then uh, I, I missed this one, and you were mentioning it just a second ago. Jimmy Butler uh, had something happen. What what was that? Yeah, I mean they were playing the Pacers, and it was I believe it was T.J. Warren. Um, he I don't play, even know who that is. He used to play for the Suns. Came over, nice playing for the Pacers. Um, they got into a little uh, skirmish, I guess you call it. No punches were thrown. They're guarding each other, and uh, basically uh, they both got teed up. Warren got through out of the game, and then Butler after the game was like. I told the coach, he's not even in my league. You know, this this boy ain't in my league. And then he circled the date on the calendar like, please put him on me on this day because <laughs> no. bad things are going to happen. All right, that sounds like like old 80s trash talk basketball oh, right there. And wasn't he blowing kisses to him when I, he got ejected? I, I read that. I didn't see that. But. I, I haven't seen that, but I read that he was like blowing him kisses as he went out. 
I mean, that's where we're at with Jimmy Butler, though. I mean, I, I like the confidence, don't get me wrong, but, like, the, the, the Jimmy Butler that got to this point to where he is today back, back in Chicago – wouldn't have blatantly said, ah, oh, he's out of my league. That boy's out of my league. He's, he's kind of a diva now. Well, you know what? He, he's on Miami, and Miami's a, a serious playoff contender here. Well, I mean, they're, they're overachieving, so I'll give him that. I, I mean, mean they, they really are. Now, now I, I saw also in the Eastern Conference there the Celtics. Did you see Kimball Walker got actually thrown out of a game? Like how First time ever. How bad is that for you to have to double T you know, Kimball Walker, the most mild person in the world? Did you see the play? I didn't see it. It was basically like a bit of a moving screen where he kind of extended his arms. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't the the worst case, you know, non-call I've ever seen. But, man, they were quick to tee him up twice. I, I couldn't read his lips, but I doubt he was praying. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure he said something very, very nasty to the official. But you know what? It, it, it's just ironic that he got tossed so quick. But, uh, you know, that that's kind of all that's going on there. And they lost that game. Yeah, I mean, they, they did, and, and maybe you can blame it. It wasn't a spark, <laughs> him getting thrown out. It didn't help. Uh, but speaking of trash talk and erroneous things happening, uh, probably our, our favorite thing that we've come across is Kawhi telling who, – who was he talking to? He was talking to his teammates like, go ask why LeBron can't guard me. I don't know if he was talking to the refs, the coaches, teammates, teammates but – he kept asking, you know, tell, why is LeBron ducking me? Why does he not want to guard me? <laughs> and, like, I love that. I mean, that's how you help build a rivalry, you know. And for the guy that never says anything in front of a microphone, when we catch little snippets like this, it, it just makes it that much more sweet. And um, he said all this, and I'm pretty sure it didn't follow with that eerie laugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's not going to like that. But uh, he was serious. <laughs> he was dead serious. But I like the chippiness right there because that is trying to build the battle of L.A. I mean, it might give us something to pay attention to whenever they play again because we know the regular season is not going to matter too much. We need something to get us to uh, March. <laughs> yeah, at least. They're, they're trying to get us to the All-Star game. Did you see where uh, Dwight Howard's going to be in the dunk contest? Is he? You didn't see that? No, the only thing I saw was uh, Trey Young was uh, lobbying for uh, Vince Carter to come well, back. That was my thing. I, I, I'm I'm ready to start a movement to lobby for Vince Carter because I'm just curious to see what he's got in the in the tank. If you give him three chances to dunk the ball, I would much rather see that than Dwight Howard. I mean, I'm sorry, but we saw the the we saw MJ in the last All Star game with the Wizards. I think he missed the dunk in the game. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't. I don't really want to see Vince Carter because it's going to ruin, ruin the Vince sanity that he did what almost twenty years ago. Oh, I don't think so. I, I think if if I mean, look, we've seen the viral video in the past few months where Spud Webb was dunking at the age of fifty, right? Yeah. I mean, if Spud Webb can do that at fifty, Carter's still in the league I mean, and still a contributing player. I mean, can we pull out like a, a seven foot Asian man or see who he can dunk over? I mean, he's done that before, but let's, I don't. Do I'm that. not. I'm not lobbying that we go that far. Maybe we'll <laughs> put it down to like Jeremy Lin. Yeah, he could probably Jeremy Lin. He could probably tolerate jumping I over. I think he could jump over him. He could jump over Jeremy Lin. You know, it's a sad state of affairs, and that's all we got to talk about with the NBA. But you know what? It's early January, and it's pretty terrible right now. So hopefully, things will get picked up as far as storylines go here in the coming weeks. I do have one thing. I hate to add it in here, Dan. That's okay. Western Conference, we didn't really touch on it last week other than uh, the Lakers and the Clippers we thought would be there at the end, right? One through, there's two teams in the, in the Western Conference that's kind of surprising me. We got the, the uh, OKC, uh, their seventh seed. Yeah. I thought they'd fall off. I thought they'd be like a 10 seed. <laughs> um, not, nothing against Chris Paul. He just can't stay healthy. And they, they don't really have a lot of supporting cast. So they're the seventh seed, um, over 500. And then you got the Spurs in the eighth seed. They're below 500. But what has happened to the Portland Trailblazers? I, I don't know. Uh, is that the Carmelo effect? It's the Carmelo curse. <laughs> it's the Carmelo curse. Like I curse. said, he's going to get his 25, but I'm going to lose by 10. Like, they, they are absolutely terrible. Like, I, there's and, too much talent on that team to not be in the playoffs. Like, how are they're not even, what, where are they? Are they like ne- the Warriors are behind them, I think? No, they're, they're 10th right now. They're 10th. But so, they're only a game out of the A spot. Yeah, but we shouldn't even be having this conversation. I mean, because well, the Warriors fell off, and they basically gave a free spot to somebody this yeah. year. Right. And we're thinking Portland's a, a top four seed. Be a lock. Right. Like a, top, a home a first-round home court team, right? Right. I mean, it's you got you got the L.A. teams in Houston, and you thought they would rise up. Maybe Denver. You, you got know. Denver and Houston ain't going nowhere. That's why. Right. So, I mean, Portland's going to take a step up. Nope, they're not taking any of those win shares. In fact, they're giving away they're giving away what they already had. Do they get the seven or eight seed? There's still a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, they almost have to by default. 
I mean, who's going to beat them out? I mean, Sacramento, Utah, uh, Phoenix. They're a game behind the Spurs right now. I feel like they they've got to catch them. Who's the seventh seed? OKC. Uh, I could see OKC falling out. OKC has a four and a half game lead over the eighth seed right now. Wow, that's insane. Yeah. All right. Well, it's we'll just say it's heavy at the top. Well, this time of year, I feel like the biggest thing that we can typically talk about is always going to be football. But I want to start off first and just ask you, did you see where the XFL came out with the rule changes? I mean, I saw the rule changes. I didn't see everything uh, specific, but I think a lot of it dealt with the pace of play. Right. So they're trying to speed the game up. Like, I I guess they did these studies and they figured out like two and a half hours is like the max where they're going to be. But the special teams aspect of it is like the biggest thing. So... For one example, the kickoff, you know, they they line up at their own 30, kick it off. You're only allowed to be five yards apart, so you can start blocking early. You're not really getting a head start. And if you you take a touchback, you get the ball to 15 touchbacks. Instead of of the 20? Instead of the 20 or the 25. Who cares? I mean, it's trying to get you to not take a knee and actually try to return it. So it's encouraging you to return it and make things happen. Right. And on a punt, if you punt the ball out of bounds, there's no coffin corner. If it goes out of bounds anywhere on a punt inside the 20, you get the ball at the 35. Wow. So So you can't hide away from the good returners. No. I I like that. I mean, it makes it exciting. But uh, to correspond with that on the punts also, the, the gunners, so to speak, the guys on the outside, they are not allowed to leave the line of scrimmage until the ball passes them. So that what's supposed to make it like open up more to where they could make returns because you're not downfield. Yeah, I mean, there's not you're not really going to have to call a fair catch because you're going to have time unless somebody just skies the punt. I mean, it seems like in the NFL right now, it seems like everyone's always right on top of the guy right always before, a, before always, he even catches it. Always a fair catch. So I mean, this would you know give the returner a huge advantage. So, I like it. So my thing is they they have like extra officials in the XFL. Apparently, one guy is just to spot the ball. That's his only job, so they can kind of hurry. I wonder if that's the same guy that's just like going to stand there and. Uh, you can't run. You can't run. Okay, the ball's gone. You can go. Where do you apply for that at? <laughs> the XFL.com slash careers. <laughs> I guess. I like it. All right, extra points. Uh, so there's no there's no kicking after a touchdown. Hmm. Uh, you, you, there's different things you can do. You can do a uh, one-point play from the two-yard line. Um, wait a minute. Let me make sure I get this right. They can attempt to play from the two-yard line for one point, five-yard line for two points, and ten-yard line for three points. Oh, that's very interesting. I mean, so there's no extra points. Do they have field goals? Yeah, they have field goals. So you have kickers. I'm assuming field goals goals only. I'm assuming they're worth three points. I did not check. Maybe it's like our stupid fantasy league where you get like more points for longer field goals. I mean, I like the three options. I mean, that should eliminate ties and, I mean, makes people uh, – They they have overtime, but it's only from the five-yard line. Just think if you always went for the three points, you could like just get nine after nine after nine. I just hope it's around long enough to where there's like these sabermetrics that develop. You have these uh, numbers where you're like, you know what, we're we're more likely to be better off if we always just go for three. Right. (laughs) Kind of like how the NBA has done that, where they they shoot threes more now than ever because they figure out like on the long term, even if they only shoot 30%, it's still better than shooting 40% at two. I don't know why they go for the one, though. I mean, who's going for the one? I guess guess if you – have a beast running back. Uh, well, and maybe you only need one point. Maybe maybe that's where you're at. There you go. <laughs> but like, what if you were a stronger passing team, and then but you feel like you could run it in from like just a couple yards out, and then you you know you we should have went for two. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think uh, the other other uh, rule changes or, or rule differentiations, uh, nothing crazy. Only one foot in bounds which I kind of like that. I think it keeps the guesswork out of uh, who's in and who's out. You know, hands or elbows or knees involved. Yeah, I like it too. Um, Keep no, it simple. No coaching challenges. None at all. Everything's booth reviewed. You know, so you can't can't really do anything to slow down the game. It's I mean, let's be real. The NFL, I mean, the coach have reviews, but they never award the coaches anyway. So just let's just eliminate no, that anyway. I don't know. Why, why do we give the coaches the opportunity anyway? I mean, everything's on TV. You can do it in a split second. Us watching at home usually can make a decision whether or not a call was good or bad anyway. I mean, after watching the Raiders all year, you'd see Gruden with that red flag, and he'd have that scowl, and he'd throw it on the field knowing he's damn well going to lose it anyway. Especially that pass interference stuff. Oh, year. yeah. He like, kept challenging. Those uh, 
referee's calls and he'd never win. He's the one why the percentage was so low, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right the last two little bit of rules you have um, uh, two forward passes are allowed as long as the first one's behind the line of scrimmage. I don't think that's a huge deal, but it might create more trick plays because you could throw a screen pass and you're not really worried about was it technically backward. I'm not sure I like that one. I, I don't think it'll really impact it that much. Well, I mean, I just don't like it because of, at that point you're kind of – it's not really like you're changing football. It's you're talking about the the ball trajectory literally being a yard or two, you know, one way or the other. I mean, right now, I mean, you when you're watching a game on TV, you you know if it's a trick play because you can tell that ball was thrown backwards. You know, here you may not be able to tell as much. If the quarterback's in a shotgun and can throw a screen, the wide receiver doesn't have to drop back five yards. He can catch it and immediately fire it downfield. Even if he's past the line of scrimmage. No, no, no. He can't. You can't do it past the line of scrimmage. Oh, that's what. That's what I was. No, that's what I'm saying. Both, <laughs> All right. Both passes have to take place behind the line. Of All scrimmage. right. Well, I'm fine with that. Then. Right. You can't. I was thinking running back was running. <laughs> he get like 20 yards, and there had to be a receiver downfield right. to stop and chuck it's, it. It's like the Boise State, you know, <laughs> yeah. hook and ladder, where instead of uh, oh. tossing it, he just turns around and fires at 30 yards downfield after a 15 yard catch. I mean, it's starting to sound like some NFL blitz stuff at that <laughs> point. That's it, man. I, I was never really big into NFL. Blitz. Yeah, that wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Last but not least, inconsequential linemen are allowed three yards past the line of scrimmage on a pass play, which I feel like that happens anyway in football. Just never gets called. Yeah, I'm indifferent on that one. All right, so they're in spring training, whatever you want to call it. I guess their uh, training camp starts now. Uh, Season begins the week after the Super Bowl. Are you going to watch? I'm going to watch it. I mean, so it gives football fans something to watch basically during baseball season, right? Yeah, I guess so. When, yeah. when there's no NFL. Well, and I'm looking forward to I mean, you know, I'm, I'm excited for baseball. We've already covered that. But, you know, I'm I'm definitely at least looking forward to having something to fill some, you know, February and March, you know, time frames. So, over, under, just the last five years. Under. Under? I hate to say that. <sighs> that that's rough. What was the last time? Just one? One year. I give it two years. The better than the last one we just they just tried. It'll be better it? than the AAF, right? Because they they're solvent, they have money. All right, it's already funded for so a year. But less than five, I think so. <sighs> I, I hope it's. I hope I'm not right. All right, but I don't. Know, it is what it is. Switching gears real quick. Yeah, I just want to talk about it briefly. Do you have a rooting interest in the college football national championship game? We have. Uh, Clemson and LSU, and I saw this morning that the budding, the budding, the betting public is overwhelmingly voting for LSU. LSU. What's the spread? LSU is a five and a half point favorite. Oh, then I'd absolutely take LSU. Right. I think they're going to win by at least ten. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'd Clemson, say Clemson definitely fans, seven. Clemson fans are pissed. They feel like they're getting like the ultimate disrespect. They haven't lost a game in two years. And Lawrence has never lost a game, ever. Yeah, ever, ever, ever. Maybe in, like, peewee football. I mean, I think LSU will win. Uh, I just feel like it's their year. It's in New Orleans. New Orleans. It is. It's in New Orleans. So, I mean, but who knows if Clemson may come out in Ohio Stadium, you know? I think it could happen. It could happen. I hope it's close. I don't think it will be. It'd be nice if it is. Like, I really think LSU's going – it'll probably be like the LSU-Alabama game if it's close. I bet LSU gets up on them, and then Clemson calls back and makes it a little interesting, and that's about as far as we get. How many touchdowns will Burrow have in the first half? Eight? Uh, uh, no. No, 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 no. But I will say he'll have three. Three in the first half. Three in the first half. So he could go for five or six in the game. We should see what the futures bet on that is. What's the over-under on Burrow's touchdowns in the first half? Yeah, we need to look that up. If it's a four, I'm taking that. So, I, I, I agree. <laughs> Do you think he's cemented himself as the number one pick to the Bengals, regardless of his performance in this game? Uh... Or do you think I, they could go with that linebacker from Ohio State? So I think Burroughs might look like the best quarterback available, but most people will tell you that if Trevor Lawrence is available, he is the number one quarterback taken. I can't really argue that one way or the other. I, I think you're splitting hairs. I think they're both going to be phenomenal talents. I don't know how well they'll be in the NFL, though. You never know with these college quarterbacks. Some right. can come out and they look like world beaters, and sometimes you're better off drafting somebody from a college you've never heard of. So the the thing for me, though, to say he's going to be the, the number one pick, I don't know if I can say that because I'm not certain since Cincinnati actually takes a quarterback. I know people think I'm crazy when I say that, but that team's got so many issues, it's hard not to take a, a Chase Young or somebody like that. I mean, 
the consensus is Chase Young's the no, number one over number one overall player. Yes, and that's not close. Right, he is a freak. So I mean, he's but definitely a, a game. But he's not a quarterback, right? And you know how we love quarterbacks, right? So I don't know. I just I, I've not other than Carson Palmer, my entire life of being a Bengals fan, we have never drafted a quality quarterback. So if Lawrence comes out, you're saying the top two talented quarterbacks are in the championship game and they would go one and two in terms of quarterbacks. Correct. I, I think that's – you can write that down. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, coming from two, like, huge schools like that. It is. Well, you know, quarterbacks are what make the world go around, right? Yeah, I mean, but like you said, it's always a, a, a unknown, like, school that has a good talent, like NFL talent right. quarterback, and then you got these two guys from the two most dominant programs of the year. And they're, you know, one or two. I think that's pretty cool. Well, and I like the bro story where he's had to transfer to even get to this spot, mm -hmm. which is, is, is kind of interesting. But I, for whatever reason, maybe it's just Ed Orgeron. I'm rooting for LSU like crazy. I agree. He's my favorite coach of the whole country. Go Tigers. <laughs> so we're going to play a segment where we have Joe Madden, a sports prognosticator extraordinaire. She's going to be joining us from Canada, even though I erroneously get that wrong. Uh, forgive me, Joe. Anyway, she's got some interesting takes, and we're really going to dive into the whole NFL playoff picture with her. Uh, but there's some things that we disagree with a little bit. So, you know, without giving too much away, right now when we're looking at the divisional round matchups, we have Seattle and Green Bay. Who do you like? I like the Packers and a sloppy one. It, it, they said they're trying to hire people to come up there and help remove snow. It's that bad right now? It's that bad. They're like in a polar vortex. Wow. Well, I absolutely also am taking Green Bay to, to run away with this one. Seattle, I, you know, what are they down to their 19th strength running back? Yeah, I mean, beast mode, I love him to death, but, you know, he's <laughs> sat out for what, damn near two years. That's all right. He'll still get a touchdown. He will. Uh, it, it'll be an ugly if, game. If they can line up and not get a delayed game. Like, the only thing that'll make it appealing is if the snow is that bad, then I'll probably watch the game. Yeah, that'll make it fun, really. All right, so moving to the other side, you got Minnesota, who pulled off the big upset of your Saints that you had as your, your pick, right? Oh, thanks for that. Thanks all for reminding right, me. Just had to bring it up. Um, they're, they're going to, you know, take on the Niners, uh, and Niners coming off a week. Maybe they're getting a little healthy. You know, what are your thoughts on that game real quick? Uh, they could be either healthy or they could be a little stale from having a week off. Whereas the Vikings were battle tested going into, and you know, beating the New Orleans, uh, beating the Saints and moving on. So they could either come out and punch them in the mouth or the Niners would roll like they should. I mean, I could see it go either, go either way. But I'm going Niners if I had to bet. I, I think Shanahan's too good of a coach to, to let him be too rusty. So I, I'm, I'm liking what's happening there. I think they'll be just fine. All right, moving over to the uh, AFC. Uh, and just to be clear, I'm taking the Niners. So, But yeah. moving over to the AFC, you got the Kansas City Chiefs You know, at home. Not looking as potent or dangerous as last year this time. But they're not playing New England. They're playing the up-and-down Houston Texans. So are you a believer in the Texans? Can they string together two games that are actually of quality? Uh, no, I got the Chiefs winning this one, and I don't even think it'll be a question. Chiefs all day. Yeah. Like, it's that, yeah. I don't even have much to say about it. No, I mean, I, I expect, you know, the Texans to show up and look pretty mediocre. Yeah, two weeks in a row is asking too much. <laughs> it's too much. Clearly, it's too much. Yeah. All right, moving over to the very last game, the Baltimore Ravens hosting the rushing champ and the Tennessee Titans. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think it'll be, uh, you know, a battle of defenses. Um, Tennessee can run the ball. Um, and given the fact they have Tannehill, who can make some throws, it might keep them honest. I'm hoping Tennessee keeps it close. But, I mean, you got to go with the, the Ravens. I think just with the style of game, it's not going to be high, high scoring because they'll, they'll both run the clock like crazy. I think the Ravens will win by less than a touchdown. But they'll they'll win, and I don't think it'll be that close. It'll be like you can just you feel the air come out of the Titans. The, the Ravens just aren't letting go of that grip. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, way out from I believe the West Coast. I don't know; it's a different time zone. I'm pretty sure, but <laughs> we went and found Miss Joe Madden, who is a sports prognosticator, sports bookie. I don't know what you want to call her, but she is uh, a lady of many hats, and she's all over social media. Uh, you see her on Instagram, on Facebook, and she's got a story to tell, and we want to hear about it. And honestly, I find what she does absolutely interesting. So, Joe, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. Thanks for having me on today. Hey, I'm so excited, you guys. 
We're glad to have you. And am I right? Are you out in California? No, I'm all the way up in Canada. Can oh, wow. oh, no. You got that way wrong. <laughs> hey, I was way off. Yeah. All right, so, I'm so, in Alberta, Canada. It's pretty cold up here. I that, wish I was in California right now. I wish Canadian Biggie was here. That would explain the accent. Uh, we have a <laughs> we have a friend of ours who's from North Dakota who does a show with us from time to time, and we always joke with him and call him Canadian, and he gets really offended by that. <laughs> Why? It's a good thing to be Canadian. I mean, Canadians are very nice people, and we we love Canada, and we have uh, you know some Canadian fans out there. Yeah, so, we do. You know, we're we're happy to have a, a fellow Canuck Canadian on the show. Well, thank you. It's a privilege, you guys. So, what's the temperature there right now? Um, we're going into deep freeze. Actually, we're supposed to be minus thirty Celsius wow. um, on Monday. So it's pretty cold right now i think it's about minus 15 oh see the yeah, furnace off of that celsius thing so that might as well be like negative 100 for me yeah, exactly. i don't know what Basically. that means i can't convert it in my head quick enough you know <laughs> i i think when it gets to around zero it gets pretty even mm. so. well to put it in perspective i'm sitting here in my uh man cave we got the garage door open and uh, i'm wearing shorts so there you go he is nice. wearing shorts <laughs> Well, you couldn't do that in Canada. Well, it, it's it's about forty five degrees Fahrenheit, so it's all right. Okay, it's what? a lot warmer than us. Yeah, that's all right. We enjoy it while we can. We're supposed to get snow the next week, but it's supposed to be like seventy two degrees on um, next or this Saturday. Saturday, right? yeah. So yeah, we're kind of all topsy turvy right now. Wow, lucky for you guys. Well, but you're inside, so life's probably good. I'm sure you got the heat on. Uh, I've got the heat on, the fireplace is going, it's nice and cozy in here, you guys. Well, well tell everybody a little bit uh, about about Joe Madden and, and who exactly you are and what exactly it is that you do. Okay, so I love sports. Like, I absolutely love football. It is the main sport I follow. Um, college football, NFL, I absolutely love it, and basketball as well. So I've always watched sports. Um, growing up, I played them. And I really started getting involved, I guess, about 2004 um, in following an NFL team. I didn't have a team before this, and I used to watch a lot of basketball. So I watched Antonio Gates play at Kent State. And you guys know how incredible Antonio Gates was when he came to the NFL. Oh, he's, um, he's the man. Totally. So, But I didn't realize that he had transferred out of basketball. So I was watching this game. And Philip Rivers threw a ball to Antonio Gates. He caught it in one hand, like, absolutely perfectly, pulled it down and started running. And I was like, holy, that's my Antonio Gates. Everyone had no clue what I was talking about. Uh, but it was fantastic. So I became a Chargers fan. And I love my Chargers. Do or die, Bolts fan, all the way, you guys. See, that would admonish some wrongdoing on my part by thinking you were from California. I just kept seeing all the Chargers stuff. That's probably why. And, yeah, I love my Chargers. I wear their stuff any chance I can get. So, I mean, I'm from West Virginia, and I'm wearing Raiders gear, so anything can happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's with you Raider fans, but, it, again, at least you're not Casey. So that is a good thing. See, there's common ground right there. We're bridging gaps and forming <laughs> alliances right now. I mean, you got to rely on us to fill up your stadium, you know? <laughs> oh, damn, you went there, hey? <laughs> that was a deep burn. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a burn, yeah. All right, that so hurts a little, I'm not going to lie, you guys. I, I, I was going to say that, I, I was going to ask why you became a Chargers fan, but you covered it, but, like, I have a great mutual respect for Antonio Gates as well. I think he's, in my opinion, like a top three tight end of all time. Um, people tend to, like, you know, forget about him, but – He's been consistent and he's been doing it forever and one of the most physically gifted tight ends I've ever seen. Oh, he is. He's absolutely incredible. The talent within that guy is insane. I was really hoping he'd be back this season, but it didn't happen. I remember the last catch he caught, actually, against the Patriots in the playoffs last year that we totally got burned on. Um, they, he caught a pass right along the lines and the refs, or the announcers, sorry, went... Well, that's a great way for Antonio Gates to go out. And I went, what? I didn't hear any talk of him going out, but that's what the announcers called because obviously they saw it coming. Uh, 
Well, I didn't see it coming till they said that, and then it was like total tears. Everyone thought I was crying because the Chargers were losing, and no one understood why. So, well, they they had a rough year this year, so we'll try to remember the positive uh, vibes of last year <laughs> where they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, now, now Biggie, who we mentioned earlier, who's you know from South Canada, um, he's a big time Patriots fan. But I think the three of us are we pretty? Are you an anti Patriots person? Are you a as they would call a hater? I am very much so. Yes, and see, I, I knew this is why we brought her on the show. I knew <laughs> yeah. she. I knew she was a good person. Oh yeah, I just have I have an issue with the Patriots, um, especially Tom Brady. You know. There's talks of him going to the Chargers, and I don't oh, know what right. to do. Yeah, and the Raiders. There's talks of that, too. There's no I way we would take him. Not after the tuck rule. We would kick him out of the stadium. Oh, man. I think, yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be really tough. I don't know what I'd do it at all, you guys. It's well, not a good thing. I don't like Brady. I can officially say I'm a Brady hater. So We, we will not hold that against you. In fact, that probably <laughs> gives you a couple points. Oh, nice. I like that. I actually hate the Patriots fans worse than I actually hate the Patriots. Absolutely. Because <laughs> they're so absurd. And, like, you can't, you can't even talk to them. They get all pissy and, like, oh, what about our six rings? What have you done the last so-and-so? Just, like, they're so arrogant. I can't wait till it falls on their face, which is starting right now. And they're going to yeah. be like the 90s Cowboys fans who still hang on to those rings they won back in the 90s. And that's that how, is so true. It's so right true. now, right now. It's starting right now. So we're going to embrace it and we're <laughs> going to enjoy it. And we're going to watch them all go back into that bush and disappear. The, the fake fans, it's there right now. <laughs> well, know? you guys can thank me for their loss last week because Brady screws me no matter what I do. So I start to realize if I bet for him or if I bet against him, he did the opposite, right? Okay. He just wanted to screw me over. So <laughs> last week... I was pretty sure um, they weren't going to win. So what did I do? I bet him to win. And what did he do? He lost just to screw me over. I swear to God. <laughs> well, we appreciate the karma. I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you, you'd say it's still worth it, right? Oh, 100% worth it. <laughs> I would have thrown all the money to watch him lose. So Now, I promise we didn't bring her on the show just so we could bury the Patriots. Right. I mean, I know we enjoy doing that. <laughs> You know, we, we post one thing bad about the Patriots and there's 40,000 people that want to comment on it. And then they all go to our page and give us bad reviews because they hate us. So, uh, that, yep. that, that's our experience with Patriot fans, but we'll move on from that. And, and let's, let's get a little bit more into kind of what it is that you do because I see it all the time on social media, whether it's Instagram or on Facebook, you're always giving us like these inside, like hot takes on who you're going to pick and, and different things like that. And then, you know, I guess you work for a sports book too. So like, let's talk a little bit about kind of how you came into this world of uh, where, where you're at doing the, the picks and whatnot. Okay. So um, I'd always, always bet sports with my guy friends. So I actually, I wrote a huge rant on Facebook one day, some stupid bets guys wanted to bet with me. And I, I'm sure you guys obviously could tell what kind of bets guys want to make with a girl who thinks she knows football. Right. So <laughs> I was doing this show um, talking about different sports, sporting uh, bets for the football. And I absolutely loved it, but it just wasn't the right fit for me. So I decided to go out on my own um, because I don't, I will never be told which way to bet. Like if the three of us were talking about a game, both of you were convinced that the Raiders were going to win it. And I thought for some reason the Chargers were going to win it. There is no way I'm agreeing with anyone. I'm going to tell everyone my opinion, even if it's completely like, out to lunch. That's all right. Stick um, to your guns. I got it. Exactly. Because you know what? When I don't stick to my guns, I get screwed over. And then I sit there and go, well, I should have thought what I thought and not what everyone else thought. Um, so I decided, you know what? I'm, I'm actually good at this. I beat a lot of my guy friends and my background is accounting. So for me, oh, reading the stats, yeah. reading the numbers, it makes so much sense to me. Moneyball. <laughs> exactly right and I, lo I love money and I just I love being able to look at these games analyze the different players and look at the lines and watch the movement and within those movements there's so much information and I love it I absolutely love it so I started posting my bets um, for people giving them away for free and just giving people a lot of information on what's happening in different games so it's so much fun I love it 
Well, I appreciate the fact that you do it for free because there's all these like freaking guys out there who think they know better and they try to get you like, if you call in the next 15 minutes, we'll give you the lock of the week or whatever. And it, it's such garbage and BS. But, um, you know, I, I like how you, you'll kind of give your little, you know, take on what you think's going on. And, you know, I guess the, the question is, how successful are you overall? And I'm going to tie that in because, you know, we did something this year that we've never done before, and we picked every single NFL game this year against the spread. And I'll, I'll tell you how we did here in a second, but I'm just curious on how well do you feel like you do, and have you ever done such nonsense like that before? Um, you know what? I started off doing that, and I, I was doing okay, but I don't like to lose at all. So if I lose one game or I lose three games – it hurts. It hurts my pride because I seriously believe these games when I'm calling them, that that's what's going to happen. Um, so I start to narrow down my games and really pick the top ones that I believed in. Um, honestly, you guys, I don't have the time between picking the games, reading the stats to add up my numbers. I need to add up my numbers because I know I've done really good over Thanksgiving weekend. I hit over 85% of all my games. Um, my bowl season's gone absolutely fantastic. I did way better than I ever expected in bowl. The Ohio State Clemson game killed me. It I'm was with the you. Only, I'm with you. oh my god, the only game of the day I didn't get, and I had um, I had two bets on that game, and I lost both of them, and I just I was so mad. The refs kicking out the <laughs> the one player, I just. Oh, was, you guys. It was a travesty. I'll call it what it is. It was terrible. Now, I'm not going to talk much yeah. about, like, Mr. Brown here is not big into college football as much, but I absolutely got slaughtered in uh, confidence picks this year in bowl games. It was like the worst year I've ever had. So I'm not going to bring that up because it's not flattering for me. So I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Damn, you but, should have followed my bowl picks this I, year. I should have, <laughs> but I already, I already had them locked in. I had to do it before it started. It was chaos. But, oh, man. So we, we did the exact opposite instead of just going with like three confident games, which is what most normal people do. You watch most people on TV. They'll pick like a few games. They'll, they'll handicap or whatever and say, this is what we're going with. We did every game. And I got to tell you, it, it made me learn a lot about Vegas and a lot about how they always seem to have the money lines right. But I will say as a group, the three of us that do this show – I, I will pat us on the back and say that we beat the experts at Bleacher Report this year. So those guys suck. Oh we're, my God. Fantastic. <laughs> you guys. Them, but only one of us finished above 500 and that's Biggie. Who's not with us tonight. I was 500. You, you were at 500 and I finished one game under 500 and I was chasing Mr. Brown for like the last six weeks and I couldn't catch him. I was always like right behind him. But, um, it, it, it was funny that you bring up Thanksgiving because I feel like that was like the turning point for us for actually doing well. Like, we would always do the Thursday night games. And like we're talking now, it's Thursday night. So we'd always be watching the Thursday night game doing yeah. picks. We were terrible at Thursday night games. And then it got to Thanksgiving <laughs> and we, every, we all got them all right. And we were like, yeah, we're doing pretty good now. And then I still couldn't climb out of last place though, but I, I'm glad somebody <laughs> else did get on Thanksgiving too. That makes, yeah, it, that makes no, me it was a like good we weekend. That's for sure. And fun. Like how much fun was that watching all those games? I don't know. I watch all the games. Like seriously, in my house, the TV's always on with football. So I'm recording games when I'm not watching them and watching them after. So what changed it for me this year is picking every game was I was watching all these games and cheering for different reasons. So you have <laughs> my, my personal, in, my personal interest who I just like to watch like the Raiders. And yeah. then, I, then I have my fantasy teams who I'm, I'm rooting for certain players to do well. And then I'm picking against the spread and hoping to cover the spread. So like, you, and sometimes you're cheering against yourself. <laughs> It's an emotional roller coaster. It is. It's terrible. Oh, it totally is. But you know what? Even when the Chargers were playing, I could not bet against them, even when I knew they were going to lose. Like in that last game against the Raiders, how were you guys, how were you guys, the underdogs in that game coming in? It was unbelievable. I knew right away you guys were going to win it. Could I bet it? Could I bet for you guys to win? No. So you just, but you Never just been. avoid that game completely, right? You just I avoided it totally. I mean, there's certain games that just leaves you scratching your head, but then there's other ones you, you scratch your head for a different reason because they were right on point, and you're just like, my God, how are they yeah. that good every single week? It oh, I know nuts. it's unbelievable. 
I mean, so how do they always know? Yeah. There's something, you know, it's the mafia. That's it is. It, it is. is. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, okay. All right, you think so, the mafia's paying them off? I don't I, know. I'm gonna go with it. Well, it, Canadian it, mafia. It, it makes me feel better if the Canadian mafia is involved. <laughs> you know, I don't so. think we have mafia up here, do we? See, that's what I, they want you to think. <laughs> they're too nice to say sorry all the time. Yeah, yeah that's what they. <laughs> you think that? I'm telling you, they're hiding in that snowdrift. Watch out. Yeah, um, probably. All right, so with the playoffs in full force here, you got any any bold predictions you want to share with our listeners for the re- remaining part of the playoffs? Any any big picks that you've kind of already settled on or are you still waiting on the lines to move? Um, No, I'm loving the Vikings, you guys. Over the 49ers. You know, the oh. 49ers. Ugh, you know, I, I can't not love them with the points going into this game. You know, I love the 49ers. Jimmy G is fantastic. Um, Their defense with Nick Bosa, oh, my God, absolutely incredible. But you know what? Kirk Cousins, he has shown and he has proven beating Drew Brees that he can win this game. And you know what? Right now, if you like the Vikings, pick them to win or to be in the Super Bowl. I think they could win it. All right, so I wish I would have taken your advice last week because I saw your video. You were selling the Vikings against the Saints. The Vikings cost me $250 because I got every other game right, and I lost because of the Vikings. Oh, man. Yeah. That's too bad. We even did a poll on our page. It was just a random poll. It was 80% Saints were going to win, 20% Vikings. Everyone thought the Saints would win, and that's why I had to go on the Vikings. I hate when everyone's on one side. I do. I hate it. And everyone coming into this game – thinks the 49ers are going to walk all over the Vikings because we've seen the 49ers do fantastic. What are they, 13-3 and this year? They've done phenomenal. But they're coming into this game, and the Vikings are on a roll. I think the bye week actually hurts the 49ers. They get rusty. They're coming out. I don't think they're battle-tested either because this is a new thing for a lot of these players on this team. So they may come out and get punched in the mouth. They haven't been here before. Nope. No, and you know what? If the Vikings can come out strong and upset them right away, I think they run away with it. I really do. And I think it's going to be a super high-scoring game. I'm on the over. The over-under is only 45-and-a-half. And we know both these teams can put up points. All right, well, what, what about the other NFC game? You got Seattle and uh, Green Bay. So, I mean, oh, what's that's going to be a there? gross game. Yeah. Gross game, you guys. Seattle, like Seattle uglies it up, don't they? Yeah, I don't. Okay, so we've got two teams that you look at all their stats, all their records. These two teams should not be in the playoffs. I'm sorry, they shouldn't be. They on paper they're terrible. Um, they pulled off. They, you hear that, Jackie? Guys, they pulled off these wins, which I don't even know how. Um, it's awful. Russell Wilson is fantastic. I love him, he's but he's carrying his whole team. Right. I'm sorry. Seahawks fans hate to hear me say this. Um, so they're an underdog by four points. We've got Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, I do love Aaron Rodgers. He's coming to the end. Um, he's not playing like he used to. He really isn't. But he's at Lambeau. So only giving him four points, I don't want to take that either, you guys. He. Um, so you I don't just think, think it's going to be an ugly, low-scoring game, but Green Bay might squeak yeah. by by a point or two. Yeah, that's what I'm going to take. I'm going to take Green Bay Moneyline. Um, I think they will just win it. I think just him being at home. Um, and I don't think Seattle will play good at Lambeau. They're going to be cold. They're not used to that weather there. And they have no running game. They're nope. on a fourth-string running back. <laughs> I know. It's absolutely terrible. So, I don't know. I don't like it. I don't even know if I really want to watch this game, to be honest with you. It's going to be bad. Let's be Uh, honest. It will. And then my best friend is um, a Seattle Seahawks fan, and she's like so all over that her team is just absolutely the best, and I've bet against them every single time this year. So I I just can't. like Looking at the numbers, I cannot back this team at all. All right. I I can respect that. I can respect that 100%. So let's – Let's ask about the the AFC. So you know we're all excited that the Patriots are out. We've covered that ad nauseum now. So let's uh, <laughs> let's let's move on. We got you know I, I think so. It's funny because I, I think this could be kind of an ugly game too. But I, I am going to enjoy watching 
the Titans and the Ravens. So tell me what your thoughts are yeah. there. Um, I think it, yeah, it's going to be a low scoring game. Both have incredible defenses and it's hard because you've got Lamar Jackson, absolutely fantastic quarterback, but with all these rules on how they can actually hit the quarterback, a running quarterback like this, it, it makes it such a hard game for the defenses not to get a 15 yard penalty. Um, so I don't know. I think both teams are going to run the clock. I'm I'm on the Titans only because the spread is so big. I don't think in a playoff game, giving the Baltimore Ravens nine and a half or ten points is is a good bet to take. Not one bit. Uh, we're we're hundred percent nodding our heads here, agreeing with you. Oh, good. I'm glad because it's just it's too much. And you know what? Tannehill is a good good quarterback. So if you look at a good quarterback. A low-scoring game because they're going to run the clock. You're giving me nine and a half, ten points for that team to lose by. Well, I'm going to take them against this, like with the points against the spread all the way. I'd say about six. Yeah, it's too many points, and points are going to be at a premium. It's not not happening. Yeah, and it's just because Joe Public is right behind Baltimore. And don't get me wrong, I love Baltimore. I absolutely do. But I think it's just too many points. Baltimore is going to win, but they're not covering. Yeah. Exactly. So I can see them winning by seven, six, right? Not by nine and a half, ten. All right. 100% agree. All right. Last game. And I'm, I'm really interested to kind of get your take on one of these teams, too. So <laughs> we have, we have the Houston Texans who have been <laughs> a chameleon for me all year. One week they look like world beaters. The next week, uh, you know, they're just looking like they don't even belong in, in the playoff conversation. So I don't even know what to, to think of them. So they're, they're going on the road. Um, what, what's their chances? Uh, I don't What's the spread in that game? Do you know? I think it's another nine and a half. Gee, that's insane. Yeah. That's what I have here in my notes. Um, I'd have to check if that's moved at all, but I think it's another high one. I love the Texans. I know they are off such an ugly win last week. <laughs> I don't know how they won that game at the end. Thankfully, they did. I don't like the Chiefs, you guys. I really don't. People are going to back the Chiefs 100% because they're 9-1 and one against the spread. It's because she's a Chargers fan. Game. That's true. Chargers fan coming <laughs> out here. Right? I, okay, but you guys, last year, I liked Mahomes. I liked his style. I liked his gameplay. This year? They're not the same. No, and Mahomes is cocky. Like, they're not having the same turnout they did in their players, and he's just cockier than ever. So I can't back them. That's because he's upgraded to that premium ketchup on his steaks now. It's Kermit the Frog you're talking about. Be careful. No, man. Yeah, and I can see why people are going to take KC. You know, Andy Reid off a of bye does absolutely fantastic. But I think you look at the Houston Texans, I think they're going to come in and they're going to play a smarter game than last week. And I think they're going to give KC a real challenge. So do the Chiefs win or just, uh, I mean, are the Texans going to cover or what? You know, I'm taking the Texans just to win it. Oh, Nice. Yeah. So they're going to go into Arrowhead and steal that W. Yeah, I think they will. Like I, you know what, and I can absolutely see that happening, but I have no way in the world I, I'm I'm putting that out there because <laughs> they have let me down so many times this year, where you just thought they were going to be putting it all together. Like the fact they they didn't win 13 games is miraculous to me because they have the yeah. talent, but they just I don't know. Maybe playoffs will be different, but I'm so used to watching them follow up a great game by just absolutely laying an egg. Yeah, and I agree, and I just think. With the glimpses, like it was an ugly game last week. With the glimpses um, of greatness that they showed, Deshaun Watson played absolutely incredible in certain plays. I think they can do it. I really do. I think as long as they are completely focused and they don't turn over that ball, they'll beat Casey. With that out of the way, you know I'm not even going to ask you about conference championships or anything. But who are you? Who yeah. are your two Super Bowl teams right now? Hmm. I think it has to be uh, Baltimore and Minnesota. Okay. That that would actually be a fun matchup. I, I, it that would be, be a different. fantastic game. I mean, if you like purple, you'd be all in on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Not well, a purple fan. 
But uh, Joe, yeah. tell everybody where they can find you, uh, you know, how, where you're at on social media and, and, and anything you want to share with our audience. Okay, guys. So if you want to follow me, check me out on Instagram and Facebook at the Joe Madden. Um, you can reach out to me there. Also, I'm an agent for a sports book. So if you're up in Canada and we will be coming to the state shortly, um, check out VIPbets.com and use promo code bet with Joe. Um, we've got some great offers out there right now. So it's awesome. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. And you know what? For, for living in West Virginia, we just got an online sports book this year. It, it is it is fantastic. Uh, so I look forward to you guys continuing to grow, and hopefully we'll see you guys stateside soon. But uh, you know what, Joe? We appreciate having you on the show. Love talking football. Hopefully we'll get you back sometime soon. Sounds great, you guys. Enjoy this weekend's games. All right, you too. Thank you so much. Okay, take care. Well, it's been a little bit of time since we've actually done this, and now that we're past the holidays and everything, we put a question of the week out there to all the fans, and it was simply your bucket list event venue that you want to go to. Not not event, venue. Just your bucket list venue you want to attend. So some people can follow directions. Some people actually gave us one answer. For all of you jackasses out there who gave us like five to ten, sorry, we're going to ignore your post and keep moving by. But we wanted to share some of these and – Starting off, we got a chat. Nicholson said a Badger game in Wrigley this fall, which I'm not sure if that was this past fall or coming up. But either way, that sounds kind of cool. But I'm not sure why Wisconsin is going to Illinois for a game. I mean, it'd be anything in Wrigley makes it better, right? I guess. I wonder, is it going to be one of those setups where the sideline can only be on like one side of the field? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's don't how know. Yankee Stadium is when they do it there. Uh, Jeffrey Pree, we're skipping you because you can't follow directions. Devron Herrick, the horseshoe. Columbus, Ohio. You know, I, I think OSU would be a fun event to go to, but I, I don't know if that's at the top of my list for college football. Uh, Jason Shepard, Old Trafford. Do you know what that is? I've, I've never heard of that. Uh, I believe it's where Manchester United plays. All right. Well, I mean, I know we get lost in the shuffle with all our soccer posts. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, I mean, you probably just missed it. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Uh, Scott Madison, one of my favorite answers, the 17th green at TPC Sawgrass. I mean, he's very specific. I feel like that's a postcard somewhere. Yeah, I like, like that one. Like he might have a picture of that hanging in his office. Like, I respect that. Nice, nice call out there, Scott Madison. Uh, Deanna Viles says just the Superdome, uh, which, you know, maybe she can go there Monday and watch uh, Joe Burrows, you know, beat Clemson. Um, Josh Wright, Amen Corner. What is he talking about? Amen Corner. Amen Corner. Hell if I know. I know we don't know sports, but I feel like I know some things. I feel like that's made up. It's probably made up. Um, <laughs> probably Mike, a bourbon-laced uh, uh, answer. Mike Anderson can't answer correctly, but I, I'll mention him anyway because he said Dodger Stadium and Levi Stadium, so I, I guess he's a California guy. Uh, Robert Stefanisi, uh, we, we see this one a few times, Lambeau Field. Uh, I mean, of the NFL ones, I feel like that's the one, and then there's everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it's it's standalone by itself. Uh, Anthony Martin, Rose Bowl, and the Rose Bowl Parade. I like that. I like that a lot, even though the Rose Bowl is not quite what it used to be. Uh, Paul Clemens, sorry, you you mentioned way too many. Uh, Allison Correo says, I've already been to the Staples Center many times, so let's make it Coach K Court. I mean, I'd like to go to a game there and watch that. It's an intimate atmosphere. I, right. I don't think it's more than like 6,000 people that get in there. I mean, I don't think Coach K goes and tells his team they're the, the most uh, limited team he's ever coached or whatever, at least skilled, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe he does. I don't know. <laughs> you not hear about that? No. Roy Williams, what he just did to his no. team, they're 8-7. and seven. Is that what he told him? He told his players, you're the least skilled team I've ever coached. So we have a, a guy that's coming on uh, the show in a couple of weeks that wrote a book about the 1972 Green Bay Packers. Yeah. And there's a whole chapter about their coach. Um, I think it's uh, Dan Devine was his name. I and remember him. And basically that's how he was. He, he was, was in Rudy. Yeah. It's that, it's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So this is before he went to Notre Dame as coach, and he floundered at, at Green Bay. But basically he told the players the same thing, like – if, if you were as good as my Missouri players and I was coaching and cut, like, that's how he was. I was like, man, this guy's an asshat. This is great. <laughs> so shout out to Joseph Zagoski. I think I got his name right. He, he wrote the book, doing a good job. Uh, we got Fenway on here a lot uh, from uh, Cam McIntosh. 
Uh, Katie Lee, uh, surprised, like you, you said once, uh, not a top fan yet, but she's on here a lot. Uh, Wrigley and Fenway at the top of the list. I'll count that one as a multi-answer because I think Fenway and Wrigley are kind of in a class of their own, right? Like, yeah, any, I think they are. But it, you, you said she talked about Tiger Stadium, right? Oh, yeah, she, she's sad about missing the opportunity to see old Tiger Stadium. There you go. You know, I which, like that one. You know, we, we you might have a chance to do something about that here in a minute. We'll talk about that at the end of this. Uh, Joe Brudeau, a huge NASCAR fan dream. So he said the Daytona 500. Now, I, I'd that, probably go to it once in my life if I had the opportunity. Yeah. I, and I'm not a NASCAR guy. I don't know if I'd pay for it, but if I had free tickets. I mean, I'd like to go to the event. Uh, Eric Trexler, uh, Augusta for the Masters, and it's not even close. Uh, we got uh, Rick Holes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at his name. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm a Penn Stater, so a whiteout game at Beaver Stadium would be my favorite. He's probably been to one, too, maybe. I don't know. Either way, he's still still repping it. There's another Fenway and Wrigley. Uh, we got uh, Kevin Loveless. Uh, I've been to Pittsburgh twice for Steelers games, but he'd love to go to Dodgers Stadium. Top fan, Kevin Loveless. Uh, top fan, Kevin Loveless. So Chavez Ravine, man, do you think that's an interesting setting, or what, what do you think? I mean, I'd go, um, but I like it. I just think it's behind Wrigley and Fenway. It's an older stadium. Way but behind, right? I don't feel like it has like the the charm. And there's the I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't have it for nah, me. No, no, and you might get stabbed. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I'd go, but I don't think I'd pay for it. All right, we're, we'll keep moving along here. Uh, Ryan Arbuckle, top fan. Camden Yards is on his list. Uh, you know, it's a newer ballpark, but, man, it's Camden Yards is nice. I always think of Cal roaming around after he had broke the Iron Horse's streak there. With, I mean, the big I, signs on the uh, warehouse yeah. across the street. Yeah, that, that was cool stuff. Oh, let's see. We got uh, Kim Murphy on here, uh, top fan, talking about Cameron Indoor again. Another Coach K Court shout out. You're going you're gonna to skip over at Trat. I didn't. Oh, I did skip over at Trat. At Trat's got a good one. Churchill Downs for the Kentucky Derby. Would you go to the Kentucky Derby? I would. Would you wear a big hat? Uh, I don't know about all that. Do you like mint juleps? I've never had one. You've never had a mint julep? No. We we need to sophisticate you. So maybe I can go and be as plus one. <laughs> you might be able to. <laughs> nothing like <laughs> nothing like good old fashioned gambling on horses. <laughs> Oh, well, I don't even know where I'm at. Oh, Amanda Weichel, just a great answer. All of the MLB fields. I, I really like that one a lot, actually. I mean, I, it's all of them. I got it. But, like, you know how cool that would be just to do a road trip and t- hit every freaking stadium in the country? I, I know. One day, you know, maybe I can say I've done that. I, I guess it would give me a reason to go to Dodger Stadium. <laughs> right? And hopefully not get stabbed. Yeah. Uh, Jim Pagliaro, top fan, Wrigley Field. That's on here again. Aaron Weiss. I, you know, I, I'll give him you know, a shout-out because he's top fan. Fenway or Lambeau, toss up there. Uh, Dale Alex. So I would like to go to this one more than uh, Dodger Stadium, and that's Oracle Park at San Francisco. I, I'm intrigued by this one because McCovey Cove, got the kayakers out there. There's not as many balls launched as there used to be. Correct. But, I mean – that that'd be cool. Just the views too, man. Like looking out into the bay, like that's that's fantastic. And it seems like it's always around seventy degrees with a slight breeze right there into the bay. I mean, I, I can I can roll with that. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, let's see. Did we miss any anything different? Madison uh, Square Garden or Staples uh, by Alex Sandburn. Can't oh, I choose. I didn't even see that one. So that's good. So yeah, MSG. I, I'd go to Madison Square Garden if it were me. I'd li- I, MSG's just got the history, man. Yeah. Like for for indoor arenas, like the outdoor venues have so much more charisma to them. I think. Right. But MSG's like one of those that's kind of, you know, I, I I give it respect. I feel like it's the mecca of basketball. It, it well, it is. It really is. Just if the Knicks could ever be good I again, mean, that's the problem. It's lost its luster because yeah. the Knicks are the tire fire burning inside the building. I think I have a. It's a little. Uh, spot in my heart because where we used to play the Big East tournament there. Oh, that was fantastic. That was almost better than March Madness. That was awesome. I mean, it was, it was great. Just the teams there. Uh, rounding out Lance uh, Roten, not rotten. Uh, LA Coliseum. Is that moving you at all? Yeah. Go see USC play? No. Or maybe the Rams? No. <laughs> all right. So what's what's on your list? If you had to give me a couple, what what is your bucket list stadium you want to go to? I mean, like I said, I already I already went to Fenway, which was awesome. Um, it was the the best experience I've ever had at a baseball game, um, because the fans were so knowledgeable. Swinging, singing "Sweet Caroline" was awesome yep. at Fenway. So I had to go with Wrigley because that's the other one. I would have liked to seen the original Yankee Stadium. Um, so I would I would go to the new one because there's pieces from the old place but it's there. Still not the same. It's not right? the same. So I'd probably go Wrigley and then Yankee Stadium. 
All right, so my, mine's definitely Wrigley. I'm right there with you. Uh, outside of that, I, I would really like to go to Jerry's World. I, I, I just want to see the state-of-the-art $1 billion structure, you know, and, and the giant TV and all that. Like, call me call me a millennial if you want, but I, I find it interesting, <laughs> even though it doesn't have the old charm of all the other ones. But I definitely would love to see all the baseball stadiums. There's a lot of college football stadiums I'd love to go see, especially some of those SEC 90,000-plus capacity, you know, stadiums, the big house, Happy Valley up in Pennsylvania state I, i'm with you on all those let me add one more um it's not really talked about a lot but i'd like to go to seattle because i would definitely try those um, crickets the, the fried grasshoppers yeah is it crickets no, or grasshoppers the grass the crickets would be like juicy too much oh, well, it's, whatever. it's definitely fried grasshoppers so i would love to try that though I mean, I can order them on eBay for you. No, you got to do it at the stadium. It ain't the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. All right. So the last thing I'll mention is a shout out to Katie Lee, who was talking about Old Tiger Stadium. So the biggest bucket list of all for me right now, though, is what's happening this summer in August in Iowa, and that is the recreation of the Field of Dreams. So they're recreating a a, a similar setup to Old Tiger Stadium. It's going to be a much smaller venue, but it's on the same property and the old field is there where they originally shot Field of Dreams, and it's the White Sox and the Yankees. Would that not be one of the coolest events to ever go to? I'd love to go to, and I'm one I've never been to Iowa, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I don't but, think you're uh, missing much. Sorry, I, Iowa. I, I would love to go to this game. I mean, you know, you know how cool that would be, just sitting there watching major leaguers play around all these cornfields in the middle of nowhere. It would be like – Perfect. If you build it, they'll come. And there'll be cars everywhere out in the middle of Iowa in these fields. They're literally going to build it, and hopefully we will go. <laughs> That's great. So maybe how many, how many, What's the capacity going to be? It's like 8,000. Mm. And tickets aren't on sale yet. I wonder how much those are going to cost you. Um, well, they may not cost me anything because it might be out of my price range. Or probably like a left nut. <laughs> but we're, we're going to... I don't even think my left nut's worth that much. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna keep a close eye on it. I'm on the email chain and I'm keeping an eye on the the tickets there. But maybe we can start a GoFundMe. We should. We can we can go live from uh, Field of Dreams there. That'd be awesome. That would be all right. Maybe we'll even get to interview Kevin Costner, Shootless Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been an interesting show to say the least. Uh, at least we got a good interview out there, but uh, maybe people won't realize we overcame erroneous technical difficulties tonight. I think it was editor error. Um, well, Can we chalk screwed, it up to that? Well, if you want to. All right. Makes even me feel was, better. Even though it was all your mic. Yeah, I got you. So, so let's close out. We talked a little bit about pop culture last week, and – you know, we you were expressing your love for Mr. Rogers. I, I found very endearing. You know, it was nice. But I was mentioning a documentary for you to go watch called Don't F With Cats. Did you watch it? I committed to watching it. I'm a man of my word. So I watched it. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I'm recommending it to anybody to go see it. It's on Netflix. It's a miniseries, three episodes, about an hour each. So once you start it, you're going to probably be wrapped up in it for the it full three hours. In. Because it's insane. Um, don't be afraid. There's nothing there that's going to like make you turn your head. So it's crazy. Uh, and the best way I can describe it is Dateline on crack. It is definitely Dateline on crack. And they they also do a, a good job um, kind of showing you but not showing you. You know, so like it's, it's suspended disbelief. You know, so they don't they don't show anything terrible, but it's not really just about cats, people. So don't don't think that's what we're telling you. But we really can't mention what it's about because you just got to go on the journey. It's right. worth it. It's awesome. Definitely check it out. Yeah, speaking of uh, suspended disbelief, I want to tie this in. What the hell's going on with Facebook, and why do they hate us? Is it Facebook or Patriots fans? I, it's probably both. You know, so we, we actually talked on the show earlier about how much we despise pa- Patriots fans. And in the meantime, we've had stuff ripped from our social media because it was offensive. And what exactly was offensive, Mr. Brown? I mean, you tell me. We had uh, a Tom Brady meme. Um, he was sitting on Al Bundy's. It was Al Bundy sitting on his couch. You know, everybody's seen Married with Children. It's that. You know, that 80s couch. Yep. He's sitting there with his hand down his pants like Al Bundy did, only we put Brady's face on there. And the, the caption just said, how Brady's watching the Super Bowl on Super Bowl Sunday. And now it has been pulled. It's been pulled because we violated uh, community standards on sexual activity. Sexual activity. What was he doing? 
I mean, well, it's all because of Brady. This is what's happened. It's because Brady gets tagged in that. And the Patriots fans came out in full force, just like last time we did anything about them. They ended up giving us like bad reviews, right? I mean, it's frustrating because it had over 700 shares and it wasn't slowing down. And it already reached like 60,000 people. And it just kept going and going and going. And then Facebook pulls it off of our page and anywhere that it was shared. So I hate Facebook. Yeah. I, the censorship is out of control. I, I hate Patriots fans even more. And uh, you know what? I, I'll transition to the last little bit of pop culture I want to mention. And that's if you didn't get a chance to see the, the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais absolutely murdered Hollywood. And I found it glorious. Oh, it was great. I mean, because you got this uh, Hollywood elite group. They feel like they're off limits when it comes to jokes or anything for that nature. They live in their little bubble. And they feel like that. They're untouchable. And he made it clear that they're clearly fair game. And just absolutely delivered a good you know, dose of truth, which, you know, I, it's not going to change anything. Let's be honest. There's still going to be an entitled bunch of people that don't care about what we think. They just want us to know about what they think. Right. And, and you know, just entertain us. That's all we ask. I mean, what frustrates me, though, is what gives them the right to, you know, Come out here and lecture us on how we need to feel. And I'm not trying to throw education out there, but I've, I've got a bachelor's degree with two different majors, right? I went to school. Um, some of them haven't. You know, and I'm not saying a degree is what makes you smart or not smart, but what gives them the credibility to go out there and tell us how we should feel? Money. Okay. They have a lot of money. <laughs> so, I mean, anybody that watches the news or talks to anybody – knows how divided our country is, right? Yeah. You're on one side or the other. You can't even get through a, a conversation on any topic. Like, let's say it's, oh, I don't like guns. Oh, you're a liberal. They automatically throw that in your face, right? Yeah. Because people can't possibly think about individual issues and take sides on individual issues or not stick into that whole platform. Everything has to be exclusive to that one side. Right. So with that being said... I feel like both sides of the group here, I haven't heard a peep from anybody like a normal everyday person going out there working. No matter what side of the political fence you're on, everyone seems to agree with how he treated these Hollywood elites at this awards ceremony. That's because he hit a home run, baby. Oh, that's absolutely. How, that's how you do it. And now the Academy Awards will not have a host. That's beautiful. I mean, I loved it. <laughs> Every time I see it on social media, I watch it again. And the Tom Hanks meme now? Uh, that'll live Instant on gold. It's great. Well, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for the last 10 or 15 minutes, the sound of four-wheelers and dogs barking mean that you know things are getting a little treacherous out here in the boondocks. So I think for the betterment of our personal safety, it's time to wrap it up. But we appreciate you guys sticking with us, and we look forward to seeing you next week. We're going to have a really good guest, a baseball, uh, maybe sports artist. Correct. I don't know exactly what he focuses does. Focuses on baseball, I believe. But I, I think he focuses on baseball, but it is it is awesome work. Correct. And, and we can't wait to have him on, and we're hoping that, uh, you know, We'll just get like some free swag out of it. That'll be awesome. <laughs> so anyway, we'll be back next week, guys. Thank you, and we'll see you then.